So I decided to give the sermon two names today. I must be having some Rocky and Bullwinkle uh, anointing. Remember those cartoons? They always had two names. So today we've got two names for this, for this talk. Submit to God and to one another and keys to discerning the voice of God. So how about that, huh? Does that sound interesting to you? Well, good, because it's all that I have. All right, here we go. I'm going to tell you a tale of two houses. The first tale is about a, uh, is a is, it involved me. And uh, some time ago, actually, back in, I think it was 2006 or 7, um, yeah, 2000, it doesn't matter. It was before the big, the first, uh, or the last uh, housing bubble. And uh, houses, the prices were just going crazy. And how many of you guys remember that, right? That feeling of like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to afford a house. And, uh, and so anyway, during that time, my wife and I were in a working situation. And um, I just realized I have one thing I'm supposed to do before I do this. Commercial break. It's right here. Janelle had to tape it to my Bible. And I still... I still almost forgot. How about that? I wanted to thank everybody who's already um, helped to cover our boiler repair. How many of you guys know that we live in a beautiful building that is a turn-of-the-century building almost, <laughs> and we have a boiler that heats this place. It's quite awesome, very lovely, and, uh, and it, uh, it kind of blew up a little bit. It sprung a leak, and so we had to have some repairs done. You probably saw that in your bulletin. And so the repairs were 8,300. We had 1,700 set aside for normal facility-type use and, uh, and upkeep, but the, the, bu the amount budgeted didn't cover the, the amount of the bill. So we've already had $1,600 come in. Oh, praise God. So we got about 5,000 more to go. So I just wanted to thank those of you that have already um, uh, felt compelled to help share that cost for this facility. And for those of you that would feel... Um, in your heart to want to give towards that. We want to encourage you. We have that bill due in three weeks, and we're believing that the Lord's going to provide for all of it. So, Father, thank you for the generosity of your family here, and we thank you, Lord, that you meet all of our needs. All right. Janelle? I, I, I still only get 50% because I completely forgot in first service, so it's still an F, but nonetheless, 50% is better than nothing, right? All right. So, we're in, the, uh, we're in the middle of, of this season of life. Karen and I are living uh, in a situation. We were actually doing some, uh, some in-home care for some people that were close to us. And, and uh, during that season, um, I was working from 5 in the morning until 9 at night. Karen was there uh, during the day helping, and I was working full-time outside of the home. And then we were helping with a church plant. Very busy time in our life. We were planning a church in Springfield. We have such a heart for Springfield. Lord, let your kingdom come. And... Um, and during that season, uh, someone came to me, uh, actually Autumn, my sister, came to me, and she said, hey, our neighbor is, uh, is actually, they want to walk away from their house. And, um, and I was telling them that you might be interested. And, uh, and she said, and here's the deal, they, they literally, they have gotten themselves upside down financially, they just want to walk away, and they will sell you their house for what they owe. They owed $38,000. Like, that's amazing. So uh, I start planning to do that. I come and tell Karen, hey, baby, the Lord's provide this house for it. It's going to be fantastic. And uh, I wake up at 2.10 in the morning, and, uh, and I, I'm like, whoa. And I just felt like the Lord was like, open your Bible. So I just open my Bible up, you know, fortune cookie style, right? I don't always recommend this, but sometimes he does it. Um, opened it up, fortune cookie style, kapoomp. It opens up. sounded like that, too. That was the sound. <laughs> Never said that before. That was a weird thing. I need to say it again. Kapoomp. Micah 2.10, get up, go away, for this is not your resting place, because it is defiled. It is ruined beyond all remedy. And I was like, all right, Lord, that's, that's 
can't deny it. it woke me up at 2.10 a.m., looked at the clock, opened my Bible, Micah 2.10, you don't want us to have this house. Woke Karen up the next day, hey, baby, the Lord spoke to me, gave me this scripture. We're not supposed to get that house. We will not, uh, we will, it will not be remedied. <laughs> so we let it go. And, uh, and that was okay, though, to let that go because we were currently in a situation where we were being given, uh, I think it was, was it four acres uh, or almost four acres to build a house on, which was going to be amazing. And uh, so we let this go because the Lord said, you know, to me, you know, gave me this scripture. So we let that go. I let her know. And then we um, continued to wait. And then the situation where we had also went away. Four, the, that, that, got, that got just pulled away. And so that was a pretty awesome story. So I heard the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Two strikes. Hallelujah. Here's a more fun story of two houses. When Jason and Sarah first came to Christ Center, Jason and Sarah are, uh, Jason uh, is our associate pastor here, and um, Sarah is our children's pastor, and they were teaching in a conference this weekend, so I think they're probably in the air right now coming home. But um, when they first came to us, we did what we seem to do to all people that are called to be on staff at Christ Center is we say, we really believe that you're supposed to be a part of this family, you're supposed to be on this team, and the way that we'll know is that we can pay you nothing. And if you're still with us, we'll know the Lord sent you. <laughs> so we extended that to Jason and Sarah, and as you can see, they, they stuck around and became family. But during that process, um, we, we actually could only afford to bring Jason on third time, like one third time. And they were coming out of Youth with a Mission. How many of you have been a part of Youth with a Mission? Yeah. Woo! Hallelujah. We love Youth with a Mission. And, um, and so, you know, you got to love YWAM, by the way. If you are going to plant a church, get all YWAMers. That's just a little, that's just some great advice. Because they are used to saying, like, where he guides, he provides, which means I will go with zero anything other than the word of the Lord, and he will provide. So, praise God, they were YWAMers. Because that's all we had was the word of the Lord. But as we were growing into this, Jason was working a third time um, on staff for us. He was working, uh, we were doing, we were refilming restoration ministries and he was doing all the editing and helping us create the book and all of that. So we had him busy a third time on that. And then because he had so much time left over, then he had started an internet business that was taking a whole bunch of his time. And, and things were intense and it was getting to him. But during this season, Jason, and he said I could share this, he was grappling with coming out of a parachurch ministry and becoming part of a local church. It was really messing with him. Because he's like, no, I'm called to be on the cutting edge of what God is really doing. How many people, parachurch people are like, that's right, that's kingdom. Um, and, and so the idea of being like married to just a boring old local church, and that was really hard for him to commit to. And he was grappling with this, right? How many of you guys know that our old picture of local church is not the right picture? How many of you know, though, that together, the local church and parachurch ministries, man, come on, what, what can't we do together, all right? But, but coming from being on the parachurch ministry, he had this sense of like, no, I'm, I'm like Delta Force for Jesus, you know? So the idea of like covenant together, get old, pick out a grave site, win cities to the Lord, that's going to take years. I need to be able to go at a moment's notice. 
So he was grappling, and the Lord was working with his heart. And we, we, it was during that time, and he's tired, and he's exhausted. And by the way, the internet business, they're actually paying it money every month, and it's giving them nothing back. So they're going in the hole for months. Actually, I think he told me they never made any money on that. But they did feed it a lot of money, so that's good. Um, so in this season, God's working on his heart, and he's not sure what to do. His wife's like, baby, I think we got to let this thing go. And he's going, no, but we've put so much money into it. How many of you guys know that your brain can lie to you? There's a, there's a thing, it's called the, it's the, it's the investment lie. It's the, it's the lie of investment. Your brain will actually, it can, like you have, to, you have to back up from it because your brain will tell you, I have invested $75,000 into this business that loses $2,000 a month. I've got way too much money in this thing to let it go. It's worth $75,000. No, it's not. It's a hole in the ground that you throw money into at $2,000 a month rate. It's not worth $75,000. It costs $2,000 a month. But when you're in it, you can't see that. How many of you have experienced that, right? So Jason and Sarah are sort of working through this process. What do we do here? And we go to this men's retreat and uh, that year. And, and uh, as we're at this men's retreat, God just, God just uh, sort of brings the, the, the focus onto Jason. And we start ministering to Jason. It was a small group of guys at a, at a breakout time. And and, uh, and God was just working on Jason's heart. And the Lord began to speak uh, to him and, and through us to him. It was one of those moments, right? And, and here was the thing, was Jason, you have to decide. You, you, at that time, he had actually said several times, I feel like the Lord wants me to be this, like, multi-use person. Like, I may never actually just work one job. I think I'm supposed to do all these things. I think that's how I'm wired. I'm like, I'm like spiritually, you know, ADD, and that's how God likes it, you know, and I'm just supposed to be like doing this and doing that so I never get bored, and it's like, or get rested or get paid, but anyway, um, and so he was like having a hard time breaking from that, and what the, word, what the Lord was speaking to him, and it was this specifically, was Jason, I feel like the Lord is saying like, you need to decide now, like, like this last season has been good, but it's time to decide, are you all in? And that was the phrase, are you all in? Like the Lord wants to know, are you all in? It's time to be a part of a local church. Are you all in? And, he, and he, with tears, he goes, man, I am all in. Phone rings a little while later. My wife calls me up at men's retreat. <laughs> when your wife calls you at men's retreat, pick up. <laughs> it's either amazing news or you need to pick up. All right, so she called me and she said, I had the craziest dream. And I felt like the Lord said, I need to call and tell you. She said, I saw Jason, and he was, he was grappling, and he was, he was frustrated, and I saw him, and then I saw him take off this big backpack that he had on, and he took it off, and he threw it in the fire, and he goes, I am all in. And he says, but then he looked, and he looked back, and he goes, wait, and he reached into the fire inside of the backpack and pulled out one smaller backpack, and that was the end of the dream. Did I represent that well? Yes. So we tell that to Jason. Man, this is what, this is the dream my wife just had. And he's like, Whoa. and literally, he, those were the words, guys, I'm all in. And he, was, and he was also asking the Lord, but Lord, are you asking me to give up writing as well? And in the dream, he reached in and pulled out that backpack. Like, I'm all in on the local church. I'm called to be a pastor. I'm a teacher. I'm, I'm called to be here to equip the saints. But he pulled that backpack out. That was writing. He's published with uh, Nav Press. His book comes out in the fall. Come on. Is God good? Now, obviously, Jason's story is better. 
than the first story. I don't know if you remember the first story, but I got nothing. Got nothing out of that deal. So I want to use these two stories to demonstrate about how we're called to discern the voice of the Lord. And I, and I want to encourage you that, 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 that Jason's story is a huge success, in case you didn't pick that up. And my story is a bummer. So let's just take a moment and kind of do a little contrast and compare, okay? So, so let's just begin. I love the scriptures because the scriptures, they just, they're just so direct. Let me try that, all right? How about this? Ephesians. Uh, no, I don't want to do that one yet. Hang on. Let me do this. Right here. I want to do this one. Okay, so the first story is this. This is my story. He who separates himself seeks his own desire. He quarrels against all sound wisdom. A fool does not delight in understanding, but only in revealing his own mind. Now, if you think that hurts, listen to the amplified version. He who willfully separates himself from God and man seeks his own desire. He quarrels against all sound wisdom. A close-minded fool does not delight in understanding, but only in revealing his personal opinions. Ouch. Unwittingly displaying his self-indulgence and his stupidity. <laughs> Yikes. Come on, right? Some of you are under conviction right now. Okay. I can point you out if you'd like, but you, I'll just let the Lloyd do that. I'm kidding. All right. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Did you, let, let, me, let me go back to my story, and then let me contrast it with Jason's story. My story is so self-explanatory, it doesn't take a lot. But, but here's a couple of pieces that, that, that things really went wrong for me. Because here's, here's what happened. I didn't buy that house because I got that scripture from Micah. Micah 2.10. In a very amazing God way. I mean, he woke me up at 2.10 a.m. and opened the Bible to Micah 2.10. That's a God thing, right? Hallelujah. And then I, I was faithful with that word that the Lord gave me, and I told my wife, God said, we're not supposed to buy that house. That's where I started going wrong. That's where I started going wrong. Because what I didn't do is go to Karen and begin to discern what is God saying. He's clearly speaking. But what is he saying? Now, it was, was it two years later or five years later? Do you recall? It was years later, though, right? She doesn't even remember that she was one of the prophetic voices in my life. Well, you're going to love this sermon. You're in, you're in it. I go to my sister, Autumn, at another season because she was the one, her and Doug were the ones that brought me the good news of this house that was right next to the door to the house they were selling. They're like, our neighbor's selling a house for $38,000, $38,000. So, obviously, because I'm such a good Christian, I obeyed the Lord, and I sacrificed to show the Lord how much I loved him, and I let that thing go. Later, as I'm talking to Autumn, I said, yeah, you know, it's, well, it's, it's you know, you got, but you got to follow the Lord. Like, you got to follow the voice of the Lord, and it's like that time when the Lord told me in Micah 2.10, get up, go away, this is not your resting place, because it is defiled, it's ruined beyond all remedy, and that's, and so, like, when the Lord told me not to, to buy the house, and Autumn goes, you know, I've actually often thought about that. I said, really? She said, yeah. She goes, do you think, and if, if you've ever had the velvet brick from Autumn, it's, it's really nice. It's nice. She's never mean. 
Do you think that could be interpreted a different way? No. <laughs> I hear God. I don't think it can be interpreted a different way. Well, just think about it for a minute. You're in bed. Where were you at that time? Well, I was in that place where we lived. Okay. And what does it say? Get up. All right. And go away. Mm -hmm. Well, get up from where? Well, where I was. And go away from where? From where I was? For this is not your resting place. Do you remember your wife saying that that was the most stressful, horrible season of her entire life? And there was one thing she felt like she could never get while she was there. What was that again? I think it was rest. Oh, okay. Just curious. Did you end up ever redeeming the promises that you were given about that place? No. Do you think that could have been interpreted a different way? <laughs> There's the brick. So, guys, this happened. I wish this was a cautionary tale that happened to somebody else. This was a $94,000 mistake I made. Because we were, we were going to flip it and get a different place. We didn't want to be there. The Lord is like, here, I have a gift for you. You've been working hard and you're seeking first the kingdom and I have a gift for you. And by the way, this thing that you're currently in, you're not going to redeem it. It's defiled. They have no intention of keeping their promise. I'm telling you ahead of time and I've already made a place for you. And I'm like, the Lord gave me the scripture and one thing I know about Jesus is that if there's a sacrifice to be made, he wants me to make it because he wants to bless others and he tests my heart by making sure I give stuff away. I know what this means. Karen, the Lord said... See, let me show you how it's actually supposed to work. Let me give you a couple scriptures, and let me contrast them with, with Jason's story. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Don't get drunk on wine, which leads to be... I had communion twice today, so hang on. <laughs> do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit... Speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then catch this. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. I'll just say that right now. Just read that bottom part. Submit. See, say that. That's strong, isn't it? You see... Because we love the Lord and we're submitted to him out of reverence for Christ, we actually submit one to another. This is a key to discerning the voice of the Lord. This is a key to discerning what God is actually trying to say. If I would have done this, I would be $94,000 more wealthy than I am right now. Mark Gwillem, when I told him this story, if you've ever gotten good advice from Mark Gwillem and you've lost money or done something stupid... But in this regard, then he'll say, well, you got a $94,000 education. <laughs> so I got an education. And you know what? I honestly wish I could have gotten the education at a less of a price. But for $94,000 to realize that the Lord actually wants to bless me and he has plenty for all of his children, it's worth $94,000. He would have rather I had the money and the revelation. But I got half. I got the better half. Let me show you what this looks like in action. You see, God has given us himself. Love God with all your heart, all your strength, all of your mind. 
and worship him only. And the second commandment is like it, love your neighbor as I have loved them. And we know this, that the scripture is given for exhortation, for correction, and for edification. So you have a triangulation of discerning the heart and desire and will of God that is given to us in the great commandments. And this is what it looks like in practice. It says that my sheep hear my voice, but it says submit yourselves one to another. I hate to admit this to you, but the Lord had actually at one point spoken to me a time previous to this $94,000 re-education. And he had said to me these words, and I wish I would have listened. <laughs> this is harder to repent of this time than it was at first service. But here's the bottom line. He, he, and he had to say this because I wasn't listening, by the way, but he said this, Joshua. And I said, yes, Dad. And he said, I am not going to tell you directly things that I am already telling you through other people. I was like, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. He's like, Josh, it is me. <laughs> but Lord, I don't need those people. They make mistakes. I don't need those people. They're not as spiritual as I am. They don't love you as much as I am. They're not as generous as I am. They're not as committed as I am. Here's what he told me. He said, I don't give you commandments that aren't a blessing to you. I don't have arbitrary commandments that I give you. I didn't say love me with all your heart, strength, and mind because that was going to hurt you. I told you that because it's the most valuable thing you could possibly do. I am the only one that will never do you wrong. And when I gave you the second commandment to love your neighbor as I have loved them, it's because you do need to love them. And as you love them, you will be loved by them. And you need them. You guys... What is going on behind me? Because I can't see. But you know what you all can see? Every blind spot that I have right now. There could be someone behind me who's going to hit me with a hammer right now, and I would not know it. Every single person in this room can see. But me. Do I need you? Out of reverence for Christ, submit yourself one to another. This is how we can discern the voice of God in the matters of life. And not only is it helpful and needed, it's beautiful and it's fun and it's safe and it, and it, and it makes me love you all the more. I mean, I do have to forgive Karen and Autumn for not yelling maybe a little louder. I'm kidding. That's on me. I wouldn't have listened. The truth is I wouldn't have listened. I was so sure. And with my language, I actually told them that I wasn't listening. Because I didn't say to them, and let's just use this as an example. Guys, I just saw in the scripture, Micah 2.10, and I think that God is saying that I'm supposed to abandon it. What are you hearing? Are there any blind spots in my thinking? And they'd be like, well, context, timing, um... Wisdom. But I did not avail myself of those things. Rather, I distanced myself from hearing from them. Now, let's juxtaposition this with Jason. Jason is grappling with a life decision of what he is supposed to do to provide for his family, to commit to a tribe. How many of you guys know this is a big deal to commit to a tribe? This isn't just like, hey, how you doing? I'll hang out with you if you make me feel good. If you guys all act right and get me some goosebumps, I promise to stick around. 
If you say something I don't like or you don't make me feel nice enough on Sundays, maybe I'll go find a place where the Spirit's moving. That's not covenant. That's consumerism. Covenant is, hey, what's going on right now? Are we, are we in this together? What are you discerning? Are you with me? Are you guys with me? Covenant is we're family. Covenant is let's seek the scriptures and the Lord and one another. And let's see our cities come into the kingdom of heaven where we can demonstrate what family looks like. And let me tell you something about family. It lasts forever. And Jason was grappling with that because you know what? Don't take that lightly. Don't take that lightly. Don't take it lightly on either side of it. The scriptures say don't lay your hands on people too soon. Why? They might not be family. You don't want a gift flonging around in your family that's not family. That's not a gift anymore. This is all for free, by the way. See, we need each other. And Jason was grappling with, Am I, is this my family? Is this my tribe? Is this where you've called me to serve the kingdom by expanding it from Junction City out through Lane County and into the nations? Is this the place? Is this the place that you've called me to? And the Lord was saying, it is. And us around, by the way, we were saying, it is. And he said, I am all in. He didn't make that decision by himself. He listened to the people around him. He submitted himself one to another. He heard from his wife. He heard from his friends. He heard from the pastors. He heard from the elders. He heard from God. He looked at the scriptures and he said, I am all in. I am called to be here. And he did that. And you know what? God is blessing him. In that same time, Mark Gwillem was there. And, and, uh, and, and Mark said, and this, here's the thing you've got to understand. They're drowning in debt. They're losing money every month on this lucrative internet business that's lucrative for the internet. And, and Mark says they're living, in a, they're living in, a, in a rental at that time that they had outgrown. They're barely, they're not even making ends meet. They're still in the wilderness. There's like enough manna every morning. And, 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 uh, and Mark says to him, Jason, I just heard the Lord say that at this time next year you'll be living in your own house. And Jason said, <laughs> but, he, but here's the good thing, is he said, you know what? And he basically did like Mary, be it unto me as the Lord says. You know what? Praise God. That'll be, that'll be awesome. <laughs> if that happens, that'll be fantastic. But I'll receive that. A year later, in the same week, they were living in their new home. Come on, give God some glory. Now, here's what's amazing about this. How much better Jason is than I am. That's not the point. You, you, you guys were all like, well, yeah. You were that was supposed to be very funny, like hilarious funny. Anyway. No, the point is, is, that, is that in one hand, you have someone hearing the voice of the Lord, discerning the voice of the Lord by submitting one to another out of reverence for Christ, agreeing with what God's doing, and then staying in the place where the blessing is to receive the blessing. And you have another person who is hearing and discerning that God is speaking, misinterpreting what he's saying, and then not ending up in the place where the blessing was, while rejecting the counsel of loved ones around them because God said and he actually, here's the, here's the hard part that's challenging for us, is that God did actually say, 
but I didn't seek counsel or discernment on what exactly he said. Now, it's so plain now. But beloved, that's where we are right now. There's a whole bunch of things where God's speaking. But if you're missing any component of this triangulation, you'll see right here, you are here. How do you know? How do you know where you are in life right now? How do you know where you're supposed to be and what the next move is? Because God is speaking. The scriptures, God's never going to contradict these babies. They're inspired by him. They're, they're the objectivity for how to, they're, they're the lens to see and hear and perceive what God is saying and speaking and leading with. This is the scripture, and we all have it. So it's so objective. It's like, right there. Oh, so good, so solid. And then there's God. I'm talking to you. Boom. I got two. That's great. I had those two. How'd that work out for me? It was terrible. But man, you add in the second commandment. Love others as I have loved you. Submit yourself one to another out of reverence for Christ. Baby, if I would have done that... Luckily, he's the do-again God. He'd come right back around that mountain. But we all must do this. You see, we are all called to hear the shepherd's voice. We are all called to, to, to align ourselves with our master and savior, Jesus Christ. But none of us are called to do it alone. He is never going to put you in a place where you don't have a family around you that you use to triangulate in what dad is doing. Here's the other amazing part. Do you notice that dad is the same for everyone? We're all looking at the same dad. So, so it's safe for me to come and say, Red, man, uh, I feel like this is something that the Lord is saying. He's, has he been talking to you about this? Here's a scripture that I feel like he's bringing. Or can you help? Let's pray. Doug, let's discern. I feel like God's calling Christ-centered to, to, to do this. Sarah, Sarah, can you come? Janelle, listen. Let's fast and pray about this. This is a big deal. What is dad saying? What are the scriptures saying? What are you hearing? And we're all called to do that. You guys are hearing from the Lord. You're hearing from the Lord. You have, you have thoughts and ideas that are coming from the God-given thoughts and ideas. Of like, this is how I want to reach the city. This is how I want to engage this tribe. This is how I want to engage your family. You're, you're hearing from him. But, but, but if we aren't willing to do these three things together, you're going to get an education. It's an expensive one. Many of us, unfortunately, actually leave other people because we're unwilling to do this. We distance ourselves. There's, I don't have time to list all of the things, but are you guys, are you guys getting this? I, I think you are. See, we have to do this. We must embrace this. Now, here's an interesting thing, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap up with this. Paul, when he's talking, uh, no, you know what? I, this is another preach. We're going to leave that alone. I'm going to wrap up with this. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. You see, what we're doing, who we are, is a family that submits itself one to another so that we can fulfill the words of Jesus that I came to set the captives free. And as those captives get set free, they heal the city. The only way we can do this is if each of us is able to hear the voice of God, hear the scriptures, and hear others, and stay engaged and be family in order for God to adopt people into the family, and in order that the kingdom would actually get demonstrated. 
And if we're breaking up all the time, if we're leaving all the time, if we're short-circuiting all the time, if we can't do anything without taking our ball and going home, that doesn't end up happening with you. Now, he's good enough. You're not the only one. You notice other people got houses. Just because I wasn't getting houses didn't mean he wasn't taking care of his other kids. But you're, you're important. You need to be part of this. Are you guys with me? And so this is the invitation. So, so, so you've seen, let me put the triangle back up. Which one are you missing? Maybe you're hearing from the Lord all the time and you've got a great close-knit group of friends and you all get together and interpret the scriptures that you remember from memory. Get that Bible back open. <laughs> Your four favorite scriptures that work well wherever you stuff them are not enough. You need to actually be informed by all of the scriptures in every situation all of the time. All of them. The Old Testament didn't go away with Jesus. He fulfilled it and he preached from it. There was no New Testament when Jesus was teaching. That's a Selah. All right, we better wrap it up. Are you guys receiving this? Some of us, <laughs> we got the scriptures, but we ain't got nobody else. I just got Jesus in the scriptures and I don't need you. Well, you saw how that worked out for me. Let's stand to our feet. How many of you are blessed by this word? All right, come on. Here, here's, here, here's my prayer. My prayer is this. We are a powerful local church. We are a local church of powerful people who want to release heaven everywhere we go. If we do this, we will. If we don't, we won't. Can you receive that? All right. If you need to repent, work it out with Jesus. Because he's here. Some of you, I want you, the Lord is, is convicting you today. And, you're, and your first step is the prayer servant team is going to come forward. Come and get prayer and just say, this is me. And I'm just taking a step to say that I'm going to take a step. Will you pray for me? I'm just confessing to you. I do not like submitting to other people. Me and the scriptures and Jesus have been handling it. And it ain't working. All right? Put your hands out like this. Father, I just want to ask that everybody in this house, every mother and father in this house, every person in this house would receive from you everything that you won for them at the cross. Every gift that you brought, let it be received. And Father, I ask if there's anything holding us back, Lord, our hands are open, and we want to release it to you. We would rather, <laughs> we just want you to be right, Lord. We just want you to be right. In Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a great week. Prayer servant team, come on up here.